I'm on need someone to help me. I'm on need somebody's hand. I'm on need someone to hold me down. I'm on need someone to care. And the Bruins have forced a game seven by a score of five to one. Son of a bitch! up everything i didn't that wasn't energetic i don't have any energy no our doomsday is upon <laughs> us win or lose our doomsday is upon us at least we can laugh about it we have to laugh we literally have to laugh we have no other choice welcome everyone to what will either be the last episode of the two guys no cup podcast or the last episode where we have any hope mm. of life everlasting, I don't know, of stuff, of stuff. We're we're here. We're <laughs> sad. <laughs> moving forward, we're moving. We're going. We're moving you on. Know, I don't. I don't know what the. I really have no idea. Usually, I have like a feel for the the like tone of the episode. Mm. But I think we're making it up as we go along this time. Yep. We will be. At some point in this ep- episode, extremely hopeful and desperately depressed. Just desperately remorseful. The next and episode, if you think this one's going to be scatterbrained, the next episode Woo! is one of two extremes. Mm, so look out for that one. Only God knows. We talked about this. So if you could travel in time. To see what the result was right now. We both said we would do it. Oh, for sure. Because I just want to get it over I've with. I've never been like an anti-spoiler guy to begin with, but <laughs> in this been, case... You've never been anti-time travel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in this case, absolutely. I just want to know. Just tell me, please. It could be as simple as like if I pulled up my phone right now, green, totally green screen, they won. Totally red screen, they lost. I just want to pull it out right now and look... And unlock it, and like, oh, red screen. Okay, gotcha. They lost. Just like a sign from an alien that in the future. Would be, that would be so choice. That would be so wonderful. Wouldn't that be cool if it was green, but you didn't know how it happened? So that, you that's, go, the that's, that's, that's the so best. That'd be so much fun. Option. You're just like, hmm, five to nothing, three to two in overtime. Yeah. Imagine they go to overtime. I told my dad that. And you, oh. but no, like, but in this oh, scenario, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. you go to overtime and you know they're winning, and you're just like waiting for the moment. That'd be so much fun. Uh, and then the alien lied to you, and they fuck your heart into yeah. oblivion. We all know aliens are pieces of shit. <laughs> Distrustworthy, dis- untrustworthy bunch. Yeah, those aliens. Deceptive. Speaking of aliens, we're brought to you tonight by Area Fifty One. <laughs> no aliens here. <laughs> no. We looked. <laughs> that's uh, that's our sponsor, Area Fifty One, where we're also recording tonight because we're living in a gray zone between realities where the rules of life do not apply, and the Blues are heading to Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Final. As Craig Berube said, if you'd told us that in January, we'd be over the moon. But if you told me that on Saturday, not so happy about it. <laughs> 
And here we are. I don't know how, I mean, we've been talking for three minutes, but I don't really know how to go about starting this thing. Um, I'll just go through the game. Yeah, I guess. I mean, we could talk a little bit. We went down to the watch party. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. And then you almost died. I was fine. <laughs> so we Afterwards. went down. <laughs> we went down at, what was it, like three? I think th- around three, we got down there. Yeah, but you were in line a lot longer. Than... We were looking for parking for a long time, and I guess we went to a sh- much longer line. Because we, I mean, we got into this, we got into town probably between three and three thirty, and we parked and we got on the line on Tucker Street. And yeah, it was like we were probably in line for a good hour just to get through the security thing. That's crazy. It Which, took us like. 10 minutes, maybe. That's nuts. Did you come from... You came from the Union Station side, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll teach us. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was... it was. I mean, it was as well run as maybe something can be that had to be thrown together in, like, mm. a couple days. I wouldn't say it was well run. <laughs> but it, it wasn't was, poorly run, but I just... I can't imagine... Why they didn't think there would be as many people yeah, as there they were. they clearly did not expect as many people. I mean, to their credit, they had food trucks and drink stations and porta-potties mm. galore. They had lots of lots of bathrooms, so I guess oh, that's good. Oh, they had tons, good. yeah. Um, and three screens and, and all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to yell at Lida. We all love Lida. Yeah, good <laughs> job, Lida. Um... Lighting it up. It was it was a strange event, and I, I mean I think it did. I mean you didn't you know you didn't get deathly ill, but you started feeling real bad because of the heat or whatever. And I stayed up very late Friday night, and then Saturday night I also stayed up very late and <laughs> drank a bunch, and then I felt fine during the day Sunday. But then waiting for a hot dog for forty minutes or so, probably not that long. Whatever, a long time. And then I was in a jersey, and I was stupid to keep it on. And I was like, oh, it's hot now. And then I felt like I had many beers, and I had had no beers. And then I posted up by a recycling bin, just in case the burps I had were no longer burps. (laughs) (laughs) And so after the opening goal towards the end of the first period... You called it, and I think appropriately. Deuces. You I was wanna... feel, be honest, I was feeling it. You know yeah. what I mean? I was feeling the loss. Well, Not really. I think we all Not were, really. But, um, so we, we didn't get to stay, and I, from everything I can tell, it was an amazing event. But we went home and got you to a safe haven <laughs> and watched the Blues continue to blow it. And, I mean, it was a good game. That's that's the that's the like swing of positive to negative to positive where it's like hey really good game that you lost five to one but there's a lot of promising signs but you still blew it mm-hmm. um, so yeah let's let's jump right into this monstrosity shall we I guess yeah. I guess we can do there's that there's no other way but through it um, there's one other way which would be me actually pulling up the show notes ahead of time and forgetting and not forgetting that I restarted my computer. So 
we opened the game, and there was a penalty early. Who committed that penalty? Sean Corrali. Sean Corrali. Delay of game penalty, two minutes and 42 seconds That's into right. the game. We started, uh, we didn't start red hot. We didn't start the way we started, like, against the Sharks after the mm-hmm. hand pass or anything. But we started pretty hot and got some pressure and eventually forced a stupid mistake that led to a turnover. Um or led to a penalty. I'll say it here so that I don't sound as butthurt when I say it after the Ryan O'Reilly thing. Delay a game penalty, stupidest one in hockey. Stupidest one. I don't understand why they can have discretion on every other call and can have no discretion on that call. But whatever. Just just whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know, you know? Um, but, yeah, Corrali takes the delay a game, and we get a couple of decent chances on this opportunity but we don't convert on any of them and it's still nothing nothing after the end of a power play which becomes a theme it it already has a theme we're one for 18 we're one for 18 one for 18 that's one out of 18 that's less than two out of 18 which would be one out of nine which would still be very bad was i seeing if yeah so if they got welcome to fractions with the two guys no cup yeah so if they got two We'd be sitting at what? Under 20%? If we got two more? No, if we had one more. If we had oh, yeah. Two. We'd be what? One for nine? That's yeah. like a one... Over 10%. Point, I think it's like 11 point something or 12.75. I don't know. My point being... <laughs> the, that was the prompt cancellation of fractions. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't come by. That's yes. off the air. Um, <laughs> my point being that it's, you... It's your exactly one goal, point one one one. so I was right. Yeah, you're one goal over zero. Mm-hmm. You're one oh, and step that, away that from one the worst goal, power play. Do you remember what game the one goal came in? Was it the first? Oh, no. Thank oh, no. Carter. It was in game three. Well, after it was already oh. out of hand. We well, have I, was, scored, I had stopped watching We have point. scored zero meaningful power play goals this series. That's that's half of it right that's there why for you, me. That's, that's half of the series oh, for me. Oh, no. That's why we lose the yeah, series. Like, if, if we don't win tomorrow... Mm-hmm. Which we won't, or maybe we do. I don't know. I don't, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? After being so confident that we were going to win Game Six, I know what the fuck. To we'll think we'll talk about that yeah. after this because, like, I I think the the final score is a big part of the reason for. Because we even said, I said at least, I think on the last episode, I'm like, I don't see him losing two in a row, mm-hmm. but now I do. <laughs> but maybe I don't. I don't know what to think. We'll get there. Uh, Braden Shin takes a just, a just, excuse me, but a fucking boneheaded penalty against... I think this set the tone for the Blues, too. This was so damn stupid. And it's just... You just can't. You can't. You just can't. I get it. You want to be physical... You can't board people. It's pretty simple. It's not hard. You know, if 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 in a game six, I see a penalty call and my reaction is frustration, not at the referees, but at how friggin' stupid our own player is. Not a good sign. Mm-hmm. It's a dumb call, and he's gonna call it. He has to call it. He has to call it. Yeah, so there's he no calls way it. it. Wasn't. Uh, and it's a two-minute minor, but. Ryan O'Reilly wins the face-off and tries to Superman this thing. He pokes it past the defender, then he pokes it past the other defender, and he's in queer ice with a breakaway on uh, 
rasp, but he can't quite get a handle on the rolling puck, going to become a theme. Just stay <laughs> tuned for a moment, why don't you? And he can't get a clean shot on, and I think he I think he scores if it's flat. Mm. I think he lifts it up over Rask. He's and got that's a very like, good backhand shot. Like I'm again, don't know what happens tomorrow, but that's like your iconic goal. That's that could be the one. The shorty not that, that saved n- us. Yeah, not that we win like one nothing or anything, but that could be the one where you're like the, the Troy Brower goal where you're like, holy shit, oh my god, look at what he did. I mm-hmm. mean, it was that kind of highlight reel goal. Doesn't happen. Sixty-two seconds after the penalty, O'Reilly again gets the puck. It's rolling. It's rolling. He tries to backhand it out of the zone off the glass, and it goes over the glass. This is why I think the penalty's stupid because it's clear that he's not trying to knock it over the glass. Obviously, because it's already five on four. He's not trying to knock it out of play when it's an obvious penalty. Like, I, it, the fact that it's there's no, like, no, uh, what's the subjectivity to yeah. it, almost defeats the purpose for it at all. Because since it's an automatic penalty, no one's ever trying to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like, uh, anyway. I never quite understood why they don't just, like, get another puck and skate it right over to the dot. Like, get ready, let's go. Like, because it's in your zone still. Yeah. Like, drop it immediately. Do it icing, you can't make a change. Yeah, no change. Just Maybe... Maybe. I know that little bit of rest counts, but still, that's what I'm saying. Race it over and drop one Maybe real quick. Maybe even let the, the offensive team pick who they're facing off against. That's one of the things that I have a problem with about hockey is, like, they never they never have a creative solution to anything. Mm-hmm. Another solution, I'd say, one-minute minor penalty, not a two-minute. Because it's stupid to have a two-minute. It's For not. That. How can that be the same as slashing? How? Literally how? I don't... I don't understand. So, anyway, I don't want to get too off track there. Carrie Frazier, the former official, also pointed out on Twitter that O'Reilly got chopped on the hand shortly before this play, and that should have been a call. I honestly didn't see it, even yeah, watching it back I. looking for that today. I think there was a play along the boards where it might have happened. But if Carrie Frazier is pointing it out and yelling at trolls about why he's pointing it out, because apparently somebody was like, well, it's obvious who Kerry Frazier wants to win the series, which is not because he called the Krug hit queen and the Sunquist hit dirty, but whatever. Um, he made the point. He was just like, no, I'm just saying like five on threes are pretty much automatic losses. So you got to mm. be careful not to call them if they're not justified or to like call off setting penalties if they happen, you know? But anyway, I'm not standing here saying that that was some huge injustice. He still flipped it over the board. It's still a penalty. And the Bruins are at five on three, which you, I mean, you know that's an automatic penalty goal. 58 seconds of the Bruins' power play at five on three, they score. It's a guarantee. Mm -hmm. Or you kill it and you win the hockey game. That's pretty much how it goes. Uh, We didn't kill it. Brad Marchand scored his ninth of the postseason day David Pasternak and Troy Krug assisted. It's five on three. Steen almost has the puck for a clearance, but Bergeron pokes it away at the last second because he's very good at hockey. It goes back to Krug, who passes over to Pasternak. Pasternak gave the backdoor feed to Assface, who knocked it into the net with a one-timer. Um, I saw people say that Bennington should have had this, and he was actually very close. Yeah. And on a five on three and with a power play, Shockingly, because we don't see a very good one most of the time that looks that good. I, I 
Really? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think there's an argument on any of these goals that he could have Mm -hmm. had them. There's also an argument that he couldn't have, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, I don't, none of these are the, like, Jesus, Mm. you know, where you're just, like, devastated by the by the goal against. I mean, the second one is devastating, but not because it's like Bennington. It's not the Roman Turk situation, you know. Oh, God. I hope not. Uh, Don't say Roman Turk in a crowded theater. (laughs) I go outside, (laughs) turn around three times, spit, curse, do it all. Uh, Yeah, so the the Bruins up 1-0. You really wanted to score the opening goal, obviously. Mm. That's a given. Did you know that the team that scores first wins most games? Crazy, right? I would have liked that in game one. That would have been neat. How did you feel... At that point in the game, other than oh, very you sick. felt awful. Very but sick. like, what were you, <laughs> as much as you could detach yourself from your personal feelings, yeah. were you giving up at this point? Were you no. very upset, mildly upset? I was medium five, spicy. <laughs> um, I give that a Sim 6. <laughs> <laughs> I was fine. I mean, you're down 1-0. You played a pretty decent first period. I figure you come out in the second period, you play even better. because, And with just being down by one goal, you have every opportunity in the world to take this game. The Bruins took a 2-0 lead we had on them in game one and beat us. So I was like, you can most certainly take a 1-0 deficit and turn it around. Um, and like I said, we looked promising. We looked like we were pushing. But... Yeah, I didn't feel too bad. It was a little a little antsy, of course, because it's a zero, and I did think Rask looked really good already. I was like, mm. oh, no, he looks dialed in. So that was my one worry. And he was. Mm-hmm. Um, David Perron, late in this period, agitates Zidane Chara to the point that Chara takes an interference penalty. Joey Vitale on the radio pointed out that he's our Brad Marchand, which is largely true, except... David Perron doesn't have 100-point seasons under his belt. But he is an agitator, so we should remember that when he takes the stupid offensive zone minors. Uh, Well, he's an agitator. Yeah. I mean, it's not an excuse, but it does go both ways at times, and you're less likely to notice the, you know... You're never. They don't keep a stat or not an important stat for like penalties drawn. We will. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The TG... NC index. It's coming. <laughs> it's in the go. works. Um, but, of course, because it's a blues penalty, they don't capitalize on it. <sighs> we got some good chances. We got some good chances, including, was it on this penalty or one of the later ones that they had the, like, behind-the-back to caress save, which I don't think is as miraculous as... You were dying, I forgot. You may not have seen this. I thought that was in the second period. It was in the second, but this one, like, carries over to the second for the first 50 seconds or whatever. But anyway, Uh, uh, second period... That save killed us. Yeah. I mean, among other things. It did. The the behind-the-back... Was Charlie McAvoy yeah. knocks it towards crew or towards Rask out of the air, and he pins it against his back, and it doesn't go in. Um, yeah, I mean, there's two penalties in the second. Brad Marchand 
tripped Alex Petrangelo, and by tripped, I mean he rammed his knee into the back of Alex Petrangelo's knees because he's the absolute scum of the earth and a vile piece of shit. And we knew this. We knew this. But really watching it, you, I think it was you that made the point coming into this series that it was like, oh, Blues fans like know about Brad Marchand, but by the end of this, we will know yeah. Brad Marchand in the biblical sense. <laughs> and I certainly do. And he's like, I... D- why? The Eastern Conference Why is knows. he celebrating? Why is he, like, okay, I don't, you shouldn't just be able to kick him out of the league. Mm. But why is he celebrated? Why is he on your ads and shit? Why do you have Brad Marchand waving to his child in the crowd on your ads? I get that he's a father and that he probably loves his daughter. I don't. I'm not real. I'm really not trying to cast aspersions on his, on your personal, on his personal life. But this is the kind of crap that you're trying to supposedly trying to get out of this game, and then you celebrate the guy. The NHL cannot get out of its own way on anything. I think it's because he never, he never goes up against the NHL. He's never speaking out against the NHL. Right, right. If you get a guy with his personality and is like, you know what, I don't really agree with this, mm-hmm. and that's in the NHL's best, you know, interest to be. Oh no, that's something we're for, and this guy's against it. Ooh, they don't like that personality. Yeah. You got to keep quiet. But if you're just pretty much a new old hockey guy, mm-hmm. he's just a pain in the ass, the biggest pain in the ass, and also like a dirty scumbag. But the NHL's been full of those before, so they're like, you that's know what? True. He's just today's dirty scumbag. It's okay. As long as we're ranting about stuff, why isn't it already Patrick Sharp between the benches instead of Pierre Maguire? Patrick Sharp is the best thing on NBC. Oh, he is. And he looks and obviously looks, <laughs> looks and sounds much better than Pierre. And that was both a compliment to Patrick Sharp's incredible good looks and an insult to Pierre's intolerable yeah. looks. Did you, I sent you that clip of Nick Kiprios talking about uh, Pierre, did you hear that? No, you should explain this to me. So, Nick Kiprios was a guest on the Spit and Chicklets podcast this uh, week, and I guess he was in Hartford for Pierre's one disastrous season at the helm of the team when Paul Holmgren was also like a coach or, like, involved in some way in the locker room. And one game they were down to the Canadians who, I guess, were, I mean, they're the Canadians. Probably so very, probably good, very good at the time. Very good at the time. Yeah. Uh, this is, like, late 80s, early 90s in there. Okay. Um, I mean, they won in 94, so yeah. yeah. So uh, they were down 4 nothing to the Canadians at the second intermission. And, P- and Paul Holmgren is in... It is Paul Holmgren, right? Yeah, I think that's so. not the football guy. There's some Mike Holmgren is the football guy. Okay, Paul yeah. is the, the hockey guy. You got it. Um, <laughs> Holmgren comes in and says his piece and leaves, and then Pierre comes in and is like, "All right, boys, I got a plan. Our plan is we're gonna score once every five minutes. If we do that, we can take it to overtime and we can win the thing in overtime." <laughs> and that was his strategy. So they went back to the bench, and Kiprio says they scored a goal at like three minutes and forty-three seconds into the first period, and it was some fluky bullcrap off like a, a skater's skate or arm or something. Yeah. And it goes into the net, and Pierre's behind the bench going. That 
That's right, boys. We're ahead of schedule. We're already ahead of schedule. And Kemper's like, I wanted to say to him, what, do you want me to dust the puck off so we slow down and get back on schedule? <laughs> and, of course, they lost 4-1, to one, I think. But, it's, I mean, the way he tells the story is even better. But the short version is Pierre's a scum and a cancer. That's not even, like, he's not a bad person for that. He's just adult, and I don't understand I why can't believe... We don't have better people here's, in America. They're all in Canada. Every last good hockey commentator is in Canada. As far as national, you know, Patrick NBC Kirk? goes. All of them? Darren Pang. Yeah. I don't like... Here's the, the thing that baffles me about it is, how can both the NHL and NBC be okay with that representing them? I get why the NHL is like... We're the NHL. We don't care about yeah, our image in pretty any much. way. Yeah, that's how that goes. But <laughs> but how can NBC not be like, this guy's awful. And everybody complains about him all the time. Nobody ever says a good thing about him. Nobody in hockey respects him. That's the weirdest part of him. You you talk to, I don't know. I mean, you can't get it like out of Elliot Friedman because he'd never dagger anybody. But Kiprios mm-hmm. is not, he's like a, a pretty big name in the hockey world. He's openly like talking crap about Pierre behind his back. All the people friggin' just don't like him and don't respect him. All the national American journalists mock him all the time. And NBC's just like, whatever. Yeah, that's the best we got. He knows where the guys played junior hockey, so he's got to stay. And it's, I just, I literally, this wasn't meant to become the Slam (laughs) Pierre podcast. Well, it's like they put a creepy scout on TV, because, like, that's what he is. He's a scout. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah, but so he got to be on TV. Like, no, he doesn't. No, if you put a scout on TV in any other sport, it's at the draft. Yeah. And or it's like a four second. It's the thing where they throw to like their confident and attractive mm-hmm. sideline reporter and he or she is interviewing the scout <laughs> so that he or she can shut them up at the appropriate time. That's what Pierre really needs. Pierre needs someone else there with him to like tell him to press his little button for him to be like, this oh, is yeah. when you get to speak. But nobody's there. Everything they always do on replays is so choreographed because it's like Pierce is a thing and then he has to prompt Eddie Olchek. Oh, He's God. like, right, Eddie? He's like, oh, what a... What a what a flaming wrister. And half the time Eddie's Marchand. like, yeah, but this is really on Bennington. Yeah, sometimes he's done that where he'll be like, oh, yeah, Pierre. And then he's the one that gets to draw a circle and uh, go, yeah, he passed it here and he went there. <laughs> and I'm like, Jesus. Here's how this one-timer worked when it's a two-on-one. And this then, guy passed to this guy and this guy scored. Yeah. And then Doc, bless his heart, is like laughing to himself. Oh! Pawtucket. What a wicked wrister! He's got some I, weird story going on in his head. Now that we're now that we're just rolling. Yeah. I hate Doc Emmerich. I think he's probably a wonderful person. Yeah, he seems like I a nice guy. I love that he played with Barclay. He is also very bad at his job. I get that he's Doc Emmerich, and so he gets a pass, and I get that. I really do. He's an iconic voice, and I get it. If you listen to him, he's very bad at it. He can describe the action. He often chooses not to, (laughs) and he spends most of his time 
doing describing weird shit. him just yeah and here's the thing commentators are there to make the game more interesting they're not there to promote themselves and i'm not saying that he necessarily promotes himself but when he does the things where it's like the team wearing yellow has its back against the wall which is a metaphor for the city of Boston that has always been revolutionary <laughs> they are leading by four goals while the team in the gateway to the west is pioneering its way to its first Stanley Cup they are called the blues named after the jazz music it's just like what yeah, like, what the what? hell are you that sentence should have been it's Bruins four blues too but <laughs> You've, commercials yeah, next. Exactly. And I just uh, like, I mean, I, I I respect him. He's great in he's, his way. He's entertaining. Yes. But he's not entertaining from like a hockey perspective. Right. So I get that maybe if NBC doesn't have confidence in the product on TV, but they're yes, like, yeah. we need this guy to say some randy, some random like quirky shit. Yeah. But at the same time, there are guys, and why can't I think of his name right now? The guy that does... Um, Carolina's games like locally, and mm-hmm. then he'll do Forsland. Is it Forsland? Yeah, is that his name? Yeah, I think, I think that's so. his name. Um, is fantastic. That dude's awesome. Mm-hmm. And they have him on for a while. And maybe, maybe when Doc retires, they'll get you know they'll get some of these guys moved up. And like Brian Boucher is good between between the the fucking benches. Like, there's guys there. It's weird to me. Never put Mike Milbury in the booth. Don't put him behind the desk. Don't put him in the... Oh, my God. The booth is Don't put him on the broadcast. Like, Pierre at least offers something. Mike Milbury can only compliment the other team by being like, yeah, the Blues scored because the the Bruins are garbage. And he's like, yeah, the Bruins scored because Bennington... Awful, and mm-hmm. it's like, could you say a positive thing about the team that did a positive thing? Not interested. No, <laughs> that's. No. Just, I mean, that's just his demeanor, and all this is entertaining. From like, uh, oh my god, what a train wreck! <laughs> but like, as far as the product goes, it's just not there. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just like the end. Just thinking about the it's NHL. Hilarious. I know. I realize we've gone way off track, but I guess it's better than depression. <laughs> yeah, we're just <laughs> the NHL delaying the just, inevitable. It has no like. This is another thing, and we talked about it when we did the live breakdown of Sunquist thing. How can you have a guy with a Boston accent do the suspension videos twice? Yeah. I don't even care that they were suspended. It's not about that. It's about how can you be so stupid that you don't have that you're not better than this. I feel the same way about political candidates that I don't like. When, they're, when I disagree with their policies, if I see them do something that's just boneheaded stupid, I honestly think, don't you have people whose <laughs> job it is to prevent you from doing that? Mm. You know, the wrong tweet or like the thoughtless yeah. tweet or it's like, you know, you say Macbeth in a theater and it's like, don't you have handlers? <laughs> Seriously? And like, that's what I feel about the NHL all the time. And they don't. They just don't. And they never will. They never will. They're too old. They need, like, Gary Bettman has been awful for this league in some ways and wonderful for it in other ways. But whoever replaces him has got to be an image guy. It doesn't, (laughs) it needs to be a non-hockey mind. He he cannot be associated with hockey in any way, which Bettman already wasn't. But... Wasn't he in the NBA? yeah. Yeah. But he needs to be just like an image consultant. 
I don't care who, but like find a guy that like find if somebody does Wells Fargo yeah. and like pulls it out of the eternal hell that it is rightfully in and like cleans up their image, you hire that guy. I'll always like whoever it needs to be, just find a guy. I'll always think of that All Star game. Was it the All Star game mm-hmm. in twenty eleven or with twelve? The superheroes? With the superheroes. I understand that's for children and maybe children it resonated with them, but Here's I was dying. I was like, this is not this is not it. You here's, missed it. Here's the thing, though, and, the, and this is another thing that drives me crazy. They also didn't do anything with That's that. That's what I mean. Do you know how much money they must have had to pay Stan Lee to design 30 cart- superheroes yeah. for each, one for each team? And then, yes, it went over like a fart in church, but they didn't have a plan. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to make a cartoon for kids so that kids love hockey, where they're all like playing and they're skating together and fighting crime or whatever, which like, again... All of that would have been dumb, but if it worked with kids, bingo, you mm. hit it. I don't care. It's not made for me, you know? But, like, they didn't do anything with it. They don't follow up on anything. It's just stupid. What are they doing with the All-Star game again now? This is the... Bringing it here. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great. <laughs> Though, other than... But this is supposed to be the last, like, regular All-Star game. Like, after hours, it's going to be, like, some weird... Thing they're changing it. I think I don't know like if they've announced it. the changes, but okay. it's probably the last of the three on three tournament. Nonsense. And they're going to include like uh, female players and stuff like that again, which is totally fine. But I'm just like, man, <laughs> which pick... is awful, Ian. So, yeah. <laughs> but you just gotta like, I just one. They're just always the one thing Ian's ever yeah. liked about Pierre was when he talked down to Kendall Coin. <laughs> it was great, <laughs> but like. They just always picking random things, and that's probably like oh, a yeah. winner. But all the other things are like, ah, I guess we'll do like a backwards skating thing, mm-hmm. or I guess we'll do this, or they do need to change things, but they pick all the wrong well, things. Well, and it's like you do. I hear this complaint every year, and it's a good one, even though it's a minor one. You do the skills competition. Also, you limit it to only the people that are there. Mm-hmm. For the All Star Game, so if Dylan Larkin isn't voted for or whoever, like AHL, who's the guy uh, for the Senators who's super fast, Formanton is that yeah, his name? Yeah. It's just like n- nobody's there that can compete with Connor McDavid, and it's fun to see Connor McDavid skate. But imagine if they were all there and really fast. Mm-hmm. Like Miro Heiskanen's an amazing skater. He's not Connor McDavid. He's never gonna be. But so, he almost hurt himself. And he almost killed himself. <laughs> and it's, uh, I don't I don't know how we got down. Wow, I know. I was like, what happened? But I just want <laughs> if our team is the champion of a league. In 24 hours time, 25 hours time, I want it to be a league I respect, <laughs> and it won't be, but at least it'll be Our, the league. Spe- I was in. just thinking of this, though. Sorry, this is all over the place. Go for it. Is the NHL going to actually make a, a women's hockey league? <laughs> you were going to say, is the NHL actually going to make a Stanley Cup for us? Yeah, no. Like, but, like, wasn't the, cause oh. they, the other two dissolved, and so they were talking about, did, like... Wait, did the NWHL officially dissolve? I thought it did. Or I thought they said, we're not playing anymore, basically. Maybe. But I, I would know. love if the NHL would actually step in like the NBA did and pretty much funded the WNBA if they made a WNHL like they should and that would I honestly think that would be a hit for like yeah. the NHL yeah and so they won't do it right they'll never do that because that would be a smart again, thing to do and again it's an image thing it's gonna probably probably I, this isn't a sexist thing it probably loses some money for you 
But if you do it right, it's a first of all, it's the right thing to do yeah. in the abstract. Second of all, it's the image thing. You can be the first sports league that has like I mean, I guess the second one because I mean the WNBA is under the NBA yeah, part yeah. of it. So the second one, but still. But like, you're never on the frontier of anything. Be on the frontier <laughs> of this. And like I said, it's the right thing. There are amazing, amazing women's athletes in this mm-hmm. sport. The quality of women's hockey is as high or higher than the quality of almost any other sport. I mean, it's amazing to watch what they can do. So other than, you know, when the U- Team USA blitzes Thailand 13 to nothing, which... Oof. I don't know if I, you know, I would have stopped at 10, but whatever. <laughs> in a hockey game, <laughs> that's a lot. In a soccer game, that is I a don't understand. Uh, but yeah, it's just, just do it. Just do, just do it. Just win. Just, my, my instructions to the league are the same as my instructions to the Blues. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. So that was like us covering the second period because nothing else Yeah, happened. Charlie McAvoy tripped Vladimir Tarasenko about four minutes after the Marshand hit, which I think was what like snowballed into where we just were. Yeah. And uh, neither of the penalties were scored upon. The Blues had 61.7% percent of the Corsi in that period and five of the five high danger chances in that period and had no effect. Tukarask, very good. Very good. I don't I mean he was he was very good. He was very good. I still don't think he made the save that was like No, just not nothing nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the back the one on the back, yes, but he also needed McAvoy there. Boston did a really good job and I think Baruby said it too of like boxing the blues uh-huh. out slash the blues didn't really care to get yeah. like in close yep. which yep. is interesting because we had the yep. danger chances but i guess like outside of those five we had very few just like good chances period mm-hmm. and um yeah i mean the third period started and i'm thinking please just score someone please just score and someone did it was brandon carlo the Boston <laughs> bruins his second of the playoffs jake debrusque on the assist i mean what do you say about this one is it a bad one that you'd like your goalie to save? Yes. Yeah. Did it take a ridiculous bounce? Yes. Did you also not want it to go off the referee's skate, which it did on a clearing attempt? Yes. Mm. Is that an excuse? No. <laughs> DeBrus knocked it out to Carlo out of a scrum, and he took the weird one of the weirdest bouncing shots I've ever seen, maybe off of Dunn's skater leg to... And it just got between Bennington's arm and body. And like I, like we were saying earlier, maybe one he could have had, but also so weird that you can't be like, what the hell are you doing? Mm. His little, I, I love Bennington, <laughs> but his little snotty ask the reporter uh, the question back to him thing, not as good a look when you're the one with egg on your face. Yeah, I was just like, saying. Eh. Like, I get that a lot of people were like, "This is awesome." I'm kind of like, "Eh, I get why some people think this guy has an attitude." You know, not that mm-hmm. I don't care that he has an attitude because I'm not like an inside hockey guy, but like, kind of a dick question, honestly. Well, the whole thing did was, it bounce? Yeah, it would have been great if the reporter had been like, "Did you save it?" Oh, <laughs> that damn. Been like, well, that's kind of, that was I, kind of my I reaction in the moment. Had, by the way. My reaction oh, in the moment was that. Can you imagine that. that moment? In the moment oh, on yeah. the ice, you mean? No, I can't. Well, yeah, I wish he saved it, but I kind of wish like someone asked him that because that's how I felt yeah. in the moment was like, yeah, but I, yeah, it bounced. Yeah. 
But maybe also that's what know. you're there for. Yeah, I was like, all right, it's fine, it's fine. It didn't that one snowballed it. I don't think it had to snowball mm. it. I don't think this was the literal cause of the loss, but no, no. But it did kind of open the band aid. Eight minutes later, they score the kind of the clinching goal because we couldn't do much. Carson Coleman, his first of the postseason, first career postseason goal, maybe, and not his first career goal, I assume, but I've never never heard of So anyway, David Krejci, um, 3K is in this scoring combo. You know what that means. You heard it here first, (laughs) folks. Uh, his 11th of the, the, just like the letter K, that's all I'm saying. Three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So nice they named it thrice. <laughs> <laughs> Petrangelo cleared the puck badly here. Krejci got it and carried it backhand, backhanded it over to Coleman. Coleman took a laser shot to beat Bennington, who, again, probably too far out of his net, but also it was as good a shot as a human being could take. It was take. very good. So, I don't know. Six and one half dozen in the other, I guess. But, um, yep, it was three nothing. <laughs> it was three nothing. It was over effectively. O'Reilly did score a t- couple minutes later, uh-huh. just to give you no a little, just a little bit of false hope. And this one, uh, you can pry the Stanley Cup out of Ryan O'Reilly's cold dead hands, which you will do when we lose it, and he dies on the ice thanks to Brad Marchand. Do you feel like if we lose, he like? His love of hockey is like just dead, right back just gone again. Gone. It could be. Who knows? He seems very dramatic. He, w- <laughs> 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 he wins the face off. He's just like singing Wonderwall with his guitar back on the plane. Today was supposed to be the day <laughs> that we went and won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> um, I'd like to see it. We can write lyrics. We'll post them on Twitter. Um, he won the faceoff to Perron, who shot it, deflected off Rask. Petrangelo got it and fed it across the front, either through traffic or off of Rask again. It hit O'Reilly up high, but he got it, settled it, shot it, and Rask appeared to make the save. Play continued until the Bruins iced the puck, but they immediately reviewed it, and the puck, thankfully, on its side is very clearly across the line. Good, 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 good. Also, Ryan, maybe elevate your shot over the pad. Just mm-hmm. a thought. Just a thought. He's really good at doing that backhand, <laughs> not so good d- forehand. I don't love that our one goal in this game was review-induced by, like, two inches. Mm-hmm. Like, there was no, like, it wasn't, there wasn't any debate, thankfully. Mm-hmm. It was a good, it was a clear goal, but, like, No goal also, found twine. Yeah. No puck of ours found twine. a great twine. feeling. It's a goal. In a way. <laughs> <laughs> in the goal way. Yeah. yeah but, you know. but still. Great. Uh, just in case there was any doubt, David Pasternak scored two minutes later after uh, Sammy Blay just... Just... <laughs> I mean, he's been very good since he stepped in. This... Bad. Very bad. In every way, very bad. He took Mm-mm. too long to get the puck moving to Petrangelo. Here's an idea. If you had the puck behind the net and you're Sammy Blay and you're a rookie and Alex Petrangelo's right next to you, maybe give him the puck. Just a thought. He took too long to do that and he got knocked off the puck way too easily by Corrali behind the net. Corrali dished it to Marchand, who made a sweet backhand pass to Pasternak in front. Pasternak delayed and outmoved Bennington and elevated it over the pad Good to the move. roof of the net and scored for the fourth time now. Maybe one Bennington. Bennington could have done more on, but also 
Yeah. It's there. It should never have gotten there. Pasternak, very good. And shooters should beat goalies one-on-one most of the time. I was like, he faked them out, so I don't know. I mean, what can you do? Not get faked out, but also he's right there, so you're just going to try and And stop the shot. Again, David Pasternak, not like, I don't know, Roddick Fox or whatever, (laughs) you know, like. So Sammy Blay had a wooftastic third period overall. Ivan Barbashev comes back tomorrow. Do you replace Blay with Barbashev? Sure. Because you keep Thomas in, I think, someone. right? I think so. Thomas didn't look great, but also hadn't played in a week and a half. So um, I still think he gives you I your best shot, you obviously. Can, you can lose with Sammy Blay in the press box. You can't lose with Robert Thomas in the yeah, press box. Yeah, that's not so. a good look. Um, I think that's probably your choice. Zach Samford was still up with the... O'Reilly line in practice, so he's not going anywhere. Wouldn't mind seeing O'Reilly get some shifts with Tarasenko in this game. Ryan O'Reilly, honest to God, may play 30 minutes tomorrow night. Why not? Why not? I'm so looking forward to tomorrow, if not only for the balls-to-the-walls action that it should be. It has to be. It has to be. If it's not, You've fucked up. you fucked up. How? How? And that's like, so that's the end of the game. Zidane Char got a a wrister empty netter from Mm -hmm. his own end. He's the oldest defenseman to score with a broken jaw and a fishbowl on St. Louis Blues home ice on, (laughs) I don't know, June, what was it, 9th? Whatever. Mm -hmm. No. What a a player. I think he's the oldest defenseman to score in the Stanley Cup final, but, you know, good for him. I don't care. I... I don't really hate Chara. I'd like to hate Chara more than I want, more mm. than I do, but I have so much hate for... Really, it's just David Pasternak, pretty much. Mm. Um, yeah, there are a lot of storylines to talk about entering the next game. Should we read these stats real quick? Yeah. Uh, the Bruins, 32 shots to R29. Most of those came... Uh, let's see, where's shots? Those came... Pretty evenly, 12 in the first, 8 in the second, 12 in the third. Um, a lot of those probably came after we kind of given up in the third. 59%, mm-hmm. we still won the face-off battle, huge. 0 for 4 on our power play, kept them to 1 for 4, 20 minutes to their 10 penalty minutes. There were a couple of scrums very late at the game that were us just trying to open the Roman Polak door, and I think they called like five penalties in the final like 30 seconds, yeah. so those numbers are inflated. Hits were almost even, 29 to 27 us. They blocked 16 shots to our nine. We had 12 giveaways. Not great. As I mentioned, we dominated the Corsi 4 in the second period. We also had a pretty good command overall in the game, 55% of the possession was ours, and most impressively, we had 13 high-danger scoring chances to their three, all of which, for them, came in the first period. Um, We had the better of the expected goal four percentage uh, and the expected goal four itself, but we obviously did not prevail. Those are good signs in theory. They're also very good signs for Tuka Rest, so... Read that however you want. If you don't score a power play goal tomorrow, there's a... You don't win the Stanley yeah, Cup. you just lose. Also, Jaden Schwartz, Tyler Bozak, and Patrick Maroon haven't scored in this po- in this series. Hey, maybe Jaden Schwartz gets his <laughs> third hat trick. 
cool. Comes alive and again. And we still lose this Oh, kind of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, um, it's been a weird series. It does not, obviously, felt much like the other series. We have been the better team in two of the games. Mm-hmm. The second one and the fourth one, I think we were the better team. We were the better team a lot of this one. Arguably, we were the better team in this one. Yeah. We kind of just fell apart at the end. We were arguably the better team. I have no I have no clue. I honestly, I want to believe, like I said last time, I desperately want to believe we will lose. Mm-hmm. If I put money on it, put a gun to my head, you have to bet on one team, betting on the Bruins. I just am. They're the Bruins. They've played more Game 7s than any other team. They've won more Game 7s than any other team. They won the last Game 7 in the Stanley Cup Final. I, they're the Bruins, and they're Bruiny, and it's in Boston, and they're Bruiny. Yeah. But we could just win. We could have. We could absolutely. We we just could. This is not even like. This isn't even like the when I've I've said this a thousand times. But when we were uh, in Game Seven in two thousand sixteen against the Blackhawks, um, we could just win that night and ultimately did. Never for a moment, never for a moment thought we would when mm. we'd already squandered the three to one series lead. It was over as far as I was concerned. They pulled it out. Um, the more the more hopeful you speak about this, the more it drains yeah. from me. Oh, the more for sure. I'm like, no. For sure. You know what? No. You know what could happen? You know what really could happen? Really actually could happen? We could win like 6 nothing tomorrow. We really could. I genuinely believe that we won't. Mm-hmm. But we could. And imagine what that would feel like. It would be the weirdest thing you would leave your body. <laughs> when it got like three or four to nothing, yeah. you would just you would leave your body and you would be a spirit above your body watching your body watch oh, the game. Is it gonna be what we've always spoken about where they'll lead by five goals in the third period, there's like ten minutes left and I'm still like don't let them score one. Oh my God, if they get one, I we're know. fucked. And I'm like, yep. no, there's no way we'll lose. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> if one goes in, it's a snowball effect. We're screwed. <laughs> don't do it. Could it be that? Yeah. Or could it be what I think is really going to happen? Folks, the blues... Don't you put this evil are... on Peter. No, I'm going. I'm sorry. It's coming. If you don't want to hear the worst thing ever, <laughs> like, the podcast is over, you can stop now. I mean, there will be very much more content on the other side yeah, of this, but, but go ahead. Put the evil on us, Ian. We're going to overtime, and we will lose. Wonderful. That's it. I mean, that's just the worst thing that could happen. I just... I, I want it. I don't want it. Hear me say this. I don't want it. There's but a, if we're going to lose... No, no, no. I was going to say, could clip. it be that way? I just... If they do this, they've checked another box where I go, this has happened. This has happened to me. And I don't have to fear it anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it anymore. I'm so broken inside. Yeah, we are. We I agree. Be. You're right. It could be any outcome. And I'm so happy for people that are positive. Seriously, if there's a time to be positive and I'm not upset with you for being positive, it's now. Like, really. I want I want you to root for this team. I'm rooting for this team. We all are. I'm just so scared of every outcome. There's a there's a quip from Parks and Rec that I will I don't know if I can find easily to insert either here. NBC is already gonna be on our ass or about in all game our seven NBC yeah, Sportsnet comments. Running, yeah. us, running us down. But 
uh, after Leslie finds out, spoiler alert, that she loses the election, that she eventually doesn't lose. It's a 10-year-old show now. You get over it. <laughs> um, you get over but it. But she finds out that she, or she thinks at least that she's lost this election, and she just laughs psychotically. And her, <laughs> her husband or fiancé at the time is like, why are you laughing? And she says, because my dream is dead. <laughs> and that's like when you were saying that we were going to over Overtime and losing. That's the last I was doing. Because my dream is. Conversely, if we want to be positive, imagine if they go to overtime awful and they win. I will be dead. I will be a dead human being. I'll put my fist through a window, that's for sure. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel for that. Like, they go to overtime, heart stops. It just stops. I don't want it. I don't. I don't want it. We honestly, we've said it. If the Blues are going to lose, could the Bruins just five spot us in the first period? I just want to know. No, seriously. 100%. 100%. I get it. I get that that doesn't make any sense. I know people out there, and, and God bless you again, are like, you're idiots. You're crazy. Make it a good game. But please, if you're going to lose, just rip the Band-Aid off. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just chase Jordan Bennington <laughs> in the first period and do it. <laughs> Also, I do kind of want it to be a really fun close game, but just win that fun close game. Only if I had the green screen, red screen, and I saw the green screen, great. Fun close game, awesome. Yeah. But I can't handle it. I won't survive. I won't survive. I thought to myself earlier today, I was like, game six did the trick, right? You can't ride the emotional roller coaster so much for game seven. Oh, I can and I will. <laughs> I can and I most certainly will. He's locked in. Oh, my the God. The train is leaving the station. Oh, my God. There are so many things that we could actually analyze ahead of this game. Let's talk about Craig Berube's comments, shall we? Mm-hmm. He made comments, or maybe he didn't make comments. Did you ever track down that story? Can you try and track yeah. down that story while I talk? Craig Berube either made comments or comments by Craig Berube were inferred to imply that he thought that the team was less physical in Game 6 because of the fear of suspensions. Now, we don't have time to unpack everything about that statement, although we still will. First of all, you're in Game 6. Your team has the lead. To win Game 6 means that any suspensions that come thereafter will not affect your team for a season, and when it does, it will be the regular season of next season when you're raising the Stanley Cup banner, and who cares? So, So that's bad logic from the first place. But on the other hand, the Boston media is very upset about these comments as and I think I honestly think if Craig Berube said that, that's exactly what he wanted. I think Craig Berube would much rather Boston be worried about how dirty and physical we're going to be than be actually thinking about the strategy we're going to use to screw with them. And mm-hmm. I think Craig, I here's the thing I honestly think. I don't think Craig Berube is a strategic genius of a coach. But I think if one of these coaches is going to throw something new at the opposition that wins his team the game, it will be Craig Berube. Mm-hmm. I think Craig Berube is a better coach than Bruce Cassidy. I think he has outcoached Bruce Cassidy both in-game and through the media for much of this series. And I think that if one of the coaches is going to have a major impact on this game, it will be Craig Berube. I agree. 
Also, you're an idiot, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I couldn't find it. But what I was going to say was, how do you play game six, like, scared ever? Even after the Shen hit on whoever that was, Nordstrom, Nordstrom. that he gets the penalty mm-hmm. for. Now I'm realized that's probably the one where like, ooh, we got to play a little, we don't want to play too physical or whatever. But no, like, if you are... In hindsight, obviously, you lost 5-1, so they don't know that in the, future, <laughs> in the past. But it was like, if you're gonna, if that's going to happen anyways, play as physical as shit. You have, one, you have one other gimme game, or one other makeup, one other mulligan game after this. Play like... The other team has to play perfect. The other team has to play perfect. You do not. You get the option to be like, you know what? We're going to go out there, we're going to play a little loose, and we're going to play... Hopefully your game, which is physical and hitting, which they didn't really do that much of. But, like, you have the opportunity to try some shit, try some different shit on the power of... I don't know, fucking figure out what works. But you don't need to be the team that's, like, worried that they're going to lose the cup today because you weren't going to lose the cup that day. All these comments made it seem like we were really worried about losing the cup. But you couldn't. You could win the cup. What you should be focusing on is just winning the fucking game. And it blew me away that they were like, well, they were a little scared about getting suspended. Like you said, don't worry about the suspension for the game you don't think should be happening because you're playing so goddamn good. I don't get it. And so now you are in a situation where, yes, you need to play your game and not get thrown off of it. You also do have to kind of play a perfect game. Or you obviously hope the Bruins just fuck up, but it's like, now you're in that scenario where, like, you do need to play your strongest game ever, but you also can't make any mistakes. Before you could. Now you can't. That's all I'm saying. You put yourself in a worse spot. I'm... A harder spot. I'm right back to depression. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Why did they do this to us? Well, it's the blues. I I had a debate. With uh, and by debate, I mean text scream, message screaming match. You screamed at your cat. <laughs> <laughs> with what two, you don't get with two of my good friends, who I will say respectfully, do not have as much skin in this game as I do. They're very, they're both Blues fans. They both very much want them to win, and I love them both dearly. But uh, we'll just say, as as is true with most, what are they called? Sane people. Sane people. Mm-hmm. I think is the name. Not quite so live and die by this team as the two of us are. Healthily so, wonderfully so. Mental professionals. Four out of five mental professionals approve of their relationship <laughs> to this team and their use of Colgate. Um, but it's for your teeth. The debate, well, not for them. <laughs> <laughs> So I just eat the tube, huh? Doesn't feel so great on my tum tum. The debate was basically, well, it's better if they win it in seven. No, it's not. Get out of here. No, it's not. Here's the thing. Here's the honest thing. And I've I've said this to you about watching in public, even though we're gonna do it. And I've said this to these people, and I've said it a lot. The there is literally nothing that can increase what watching them do this thing will mean to me more than one millionth of a percentage point. You know, barring the reincarnation of the lost blues fans of generation past <laughs> that haven't gotten to see it, and like Field of Dreams, we just are all in a bar together, and some of us are in grayscale, and we get to watch it together, and that happens. Barring that, 
I don't care if I watch it on Neptune. I don't care if it's game seven or game four. I don't care if it's in St. Louis or out of St. Louis. I don't care if we win five to nothing or win on a Vladimir Tarasenko snipe in overtime. It won't matter. Very green it's eggs and like, ham. Uh-huh. Very green eggs and ham. Yeah, thank you. I won't watch it on a train. I won't watch it on a plane. <laughs> My point is, the thing is the whole thing. I just want the cup. It's the whole enchilada. It's the same as we were talking about. I don't care if we're the asterisk team. I don't care if we're the dirty play team. Who cares? I have a Stanley Cup. (laughs) I don't care what you think. I just don't care. Oh, my goodness. So, please, I wish they'd done it in Game 6. The Game 7 thing's funny, too, because I saw people say, oh, I think it'll be sweeter to win it. On their ice oh, to just shove weird it. weird take, by the way. Real weird. Yeah, that was a weird, that was a weird, I don't like bo- these Boston fans either, but that was like this Although, weird vindictive, the, the, like, what? The only, screw our fans to screw their fans the, more? The only weird, the only, like, great thing about that is uh, that weird silence of winning something on a way Oh, where ice. you just hear people go, ah! Yeah, and it's like, your, And it's like, team. you just hear it. Like it's like Alex Petrangelo or whoever just just echoing throughout the building. That's like fun. Every, it won't happen. We're gonna lose. Why are we talking about this? It's all over. It's all over. We're so broken because every time you talk positively, the positivity lose. We only have so much between both of us. So when you start speaking positively, it leaves my body we, to we go are to the yours. Yin and yang of the same person. Yeah, and. We're very yang right now. <laughs> so yang. I don't know which is yin and which is yang. I also don't know which is good and which is bad. <laughs> one of them's white with a black circle. One of them's black with a white circle. Is one even bad? Is it racist that I assume that the black one is bad? I think it's racist. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I was like, are they really good or bad? Or so. they balance each other? Yeah, they're just balanced. Yeah, they're just balanced. Although, you know although. The, you know how the Chinese. <laughs> oh, boy. He went right back. <laughs> No, because I think the, the, hear me out here, this is science talking. I think in the Jackie Chan Adventures, <laughs> I think, I think the white tiger thing was like yin and yang, and when they like broke it in half, there was like good Jackie and bad Jackie, but actually, good Jackie was kind of a pussy. <laughs> and bad Jackie was an asshole, so like they really, they balanced each other in that, I guess one person is both those things, and is thus normal, but when you split them apart, just insufferable. So it's like the yin is like 100-point Brad Marchand and the yang is asshole Brad Marchand, and if you separate them, they're just two entirely different entities, Mm -hmm. and one's not any better than the other. They're just one's in prison and one's still in NHL. (laughs) Yeah, but he's like, he's literally like has no personality. Like it's just a a a big thing of skin. Yeah, they're like Brad, and he's just like, boo. And that's it. That's his comment. <laughs> Instead of skating away from that reporter when he's like, hey, did you get a chance to tape your stick up? He's like, yes, I did. Thank you. Yeah. And just barfs up <laughs> I mean, not, although he wouldn't have made the play in the first place, so it's hard to know. Here's your lesson on yin and yang. The Two Guys No Cup podcast brought to you by Jackie Chan Adventures. You can't watch that shit anywhere. <laughs> I it. it used to be on Netflix, and it is not. It is not rewatchable. Don't look for it. Oh, it's not. 
I tried. Zero percent. Not even for the, I, Jackie. No, it is. That wasn't racist. That's what he really <laughs> sounded like. It is rewatchable for that, but then he says it a second time and you give up. <laughs> you just go, oh, it was just that, huh? You watch some kids' shows. Honestly, go you, ahead. Yu-Gi-Oh! is rewatchable, if not only yeah, because sure. it's insane how much exposition there is. As a kid, uh-huh. you need it and you want it, but as an adult, you're like, oh my god, he just, he just explained the episode to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put this card into this holder. When the card's in the holder, I'm playing the card. Yeah. Playing the card gives me the benefits of playing the card. He's like, you activated my trap card. And it's like, if you didn't say that, would you even flip the card over? <laughs> or, I'm just confused. There is the Shadow Realm, though, and I love that because they banish people to the Shadow Realm. And I <laughs> say that on the regular. That show was very dark, mm-hmm. honestly. There's one where he's like locked up and there's like a saw headed towards his feet, and that's gonna take off his feet, but not really. It's a magic saw, it's gonna banish him to the shadow realm. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's all magic saws. Why does it do? need to be a saw? Whatever. This we're just delaying. We're trying to not talk game. about what may or may not happen. <sighs> I have a point I want to make. On the next episode, depending on the outcome. I don't want to jump the shark. Okay. I'm trying to think if there are other things we should honestly say. <laughs> this is where we're at. It's. I mean, it's one game. It's one I don't, game. There's no analysis to be done. What Here's else the am I supposed to we say? We talked to Gift Jeff about this, and I think he was a little polite to the Blues, but he's on the whole, he's right. He says... There's just like a 52% chance the Bruins win and a 48% chance the Blues win. And history doesn't matter and it's just a game and one team's just going to win. That's what scares me. Either way, there could just be, what a weird bounce. Cup to you. That's your cup. Ah, why? (laughs) Either way. Either way. Why don't they make Game 7 like... Four on four pond hockey with no goal. <laughs> no boards. Just in the me. middle of Lake Michigan. <laughs> exactly. Oh well, because it's June. It's June twelfth. <laughs> it's still pond hockey somewhere. <sighs> I'm so scared. <laughs> Somehow it's gotten worse. You wouldn't think. You wouldn't think it'd get worse, but it has. I don't want to sit tomorrow. I don't want to face the screen. <laughs> They could just win! What will happen if they win? They won't. They will not. What a crazy extreme. Win. The only time my sport team has ever been to a game seven in the championship, they won. This will not be a repeat of that. Unless it is! Who knows? Who knows? How do. How? how? Okay, total aside, but how do football fans survive a Super Bowl? I don't know. Two weeks of waiting for one game that decides the whole thing, and everybody but you watching that game doesn't give a shit about the (laughs) The game. game. How do you survive? survive that i survived two of those but i was a wee little boy and i think in my heart of hearts i already knew that stan Kroenke was an asshole <laughs> so i wasn't totally invested that would be weird to be at a big event like that watch on tv and someone's like yeah that's too bad your team's down by fucking three points with like two minutes left but i think they're debuting the next transformers trailer in between <laughs> when they ice the kicker here so if you could just be quiet for a moment i want to see that I would throw a vase at their head. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know perfectly normal people pronounce it Vaz, but just pronouncing it like that in that moment, terrific. <laughs> I don't know if that was a comedic choice or just how you actually say it, but awesome either way. I don't know how we survive this. I have to go to work tomorrow. I mean, go to work. I just wake up and go to another room in my house because I work from home. But I have to work tomorrow. Sometimes it's easier. I just like really shove myself into work and I'm like, I gotta do this. And it goes like that. What do we do? What do we do if they win? Here's the thing. Here's the tomorrow thing. Tomorrow night is gonna be the worst, like after the game. Let's discuss scenarios. Let's just <laughs> let's just have these out. Let's start with if they win, because it won't happen and then it'll be distant memory. If they win. Just ecstasy and elation, weeping, hugging, tearing, mm. tearing of things into smaller things, <laughs> drinking, running outside, running, screaming, elation, pure and utter joy. If they lose, I, you I know think what? D- deep, deep, yeah. deep depression, <laughs> but also hard reset. Mm-hmm. I think it's I the think feeling. When, I think it's when you turn the TV you, on and off. I'm like, oh. You know what the feeling is? It's even. A, it's a little more exact than that. Yeah. Have you ever been playing a, a video game and you're making a ton of progress and you're finally oh, about to yes. beat like a major part, but there's been no save points and then the cord gets removed or the power goes out for a second and it just boop. It's just all gone, and then it go, comes back on, point. and it goes. That was the game. Yeah, thank you. for anyone that messed it. But and you're just there, like, huh? It's still a game. It's. I guess I can just pick it up and play it again. But do I? But I'll never. I'll never get past those jumpy dragons again. That's what it'll be. That's what it'll be. It'll be what we already oh know, but God. just to the nth degree. They're going to lose in game seven. Or they're going to win. <laughs> but they won't. But they might. <laughs> but they can't. <laughs> but they will. But they shall not. It's just going to be a long night tomorrow either way. I don't think I'm going to go to bed with either set of emotions. Oh, I got, I'll got. i talk to my boss. I'm going to talk to my boss because he's a Cubs fan. The dude gets it. I'm just like... I don't know what what do I take Thursday off? What do I do? Mm. What do I legitimately do? Or are you gonna be okay with me like being like four percent? Either way, either way, I'm four percent. I'm four percent from pure joy and distraction, or I'm four percent from deep and genuine and abiding heartache. Just real, real dark <laughs> shit. I feel like we haven't put into the universe. Maybe we did a long time ago with a different series. Maybe we did it last episode. I don't feel like we did. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm gonna be positive. Just like, just win. Mm-hmm. Just, just win Oops. it. Enjoy that sound, people. Sorry, <laughs> just, go on. Just win the damn game. Just do it, please. I beg of you. This, this 
sport does not rule that much of my life, but it does in a weird way. And I just want you to win for selfishly me. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know what I mean? But like for everyone, but just like for the city and for the people, I've never been like a civic person where it's like, oh, it's for, it's for the city, just for people, the people that exist and root for the blues. Whether you're from like East St. Louis Here's or Arnold or Sweden or wherever, Here's I don't care. Here's the thing that I genuinely believe: we have to want it more. Oh yeah, like, that's a real thing. Legitimately, just that's a real thing do. in this game. Everyone on this Bruins team pretty much has already won one. I mean, yeah, Pasternak well. and McAvoy, lots of them have, <laughs> but some of them have the leadership. Yeah. Core all has, Marshan, Bergeron, Chara. You just Krug, gotta leave was it. Was Krug there? I Rask was there, so. but like real yeah. young. You gotta leave it the all city, on the table. The man. city's had a championship this year, two, two within the past year. They can't want it. They can't want it like we want it. Please, just win just it. Just do it. All right, please. And that's the weird. That that's the weird thing. I and again, I I don't think this will happen, but. There's a there's a possibility that they just go no fuck them why are we losing this thing and just go out and blitz them please because the Bruins have not seen our best this series and if we show up like we showed up against Winnipeg Game Six mm-hmm. Dallas Game Seven Sharks Game Five and Six I don't think they have a chance but what if they don't I know but I'm trying to I'm trying to positivity here just please I'm beg of you just do it this is like. Only people that have been on this ride can even listen to us yeah. right now. This is the weirdest audio, but please. Thank We're using our NPR voices, but like our NPR, there's a gunman in the studio, <laughs> and he's threatened to shoot us. <laughs> he's, he's threatened to shoot us if we give any indication that he's in there. Oh, we're dead It's now. his strange torture game. It's just like the song. Everyone movies. here wants this so bad. Everyone. And I can already envision everyone putting their heads down as it's not the win. And Char- I don't want that. Charles Gwynn, Layla Anderson, Brett Hall's first liver. <laughs> which was surely about to be replaced. Oh, he's probably had a couple. Brett Hall's second liver, which will still process the alcohol that's coursing through his veins right now. John Kelly, Bobby, Bob, Bob Bobby Schaefer, <laughs> Tom Stillman, Doug Armstrong, Craig Berube, Jay Bomeister, Alex Steen, Thomas Steen. I could go centers now. Just... Let's get to the centers. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Bozak and his little article about wanting to win the cup so damn bad. Alex Petrangelo. Alex Petrangelo's wife, who's from the area. Alex Petrangelo's sweet baby triplets. Uh, Barclay the dog. Barclay the dog. Jenna Fisher, John Hamm, Scott Bakula. I'd like to take a quantum leap and figure out who's winning. Can you do that for me, Scott? (laughs) Cam Jansen. Fucking Banjo Kazooie's coming. Oh my god, I just, I just want to listen. I just want to be able to listen to all the all the podcasts. Have to like my team for a week. They'll just like my team now. Please. 
if we lose, I'm having like a huge divorce from like all like I'm immediately turning away from the TV and I'm out there and I'm not watching replays. I'm not watching any of that shit. I'm not listening to podcasts. I'm not looking for insight or analysis. I'm not reading fucking quotes, even though we're going to have to fucking read quotes, I'm sure. I don't want any of it. The minute it ends, if we lose, I'm out. I am out. I'm piecing out. We'll record a podcast like so a couple this, of days later, but I'm fucking out. This, this is a good time to mention. Here's the plan. If we lose, mm. there won't be a podcast till Friday because there's no point. Just podcast no... any sooner will that with, than that will just be tears. It will be what it is right now, only sadder. <laughs> From yeah. start to finish. And it still will be on Friday, mm. but we might get a little structure in there. If we win on Wednesday, we're going to figure something out mm. to record something that's just crazy, wacky, and rambunctious. I think at the very least, at something big, but also at very least Wednesday evening, there will be in some form of recording for you. Oh, yeah. Just to listen to screams and oh, yelps. Yeah. And, yeah, there will know, just be some audio. Coyote it may noises. be largely unintelligible. Mm. And then, again, either way, our, like, intelligible podcast will be Friday. Mm. But, God, I want to record two more podcasts Please this just week. fucking win. Just, I'm so... I don't want a loss. I... I, str- I strongly don't want strongly disagree <laughs> on the for me on this loss that could happen. Throw in Scantron bubble five. Yeah, exactly. One. I don't I don't want to be too hard on anybody. I'm not I'm just not I'm not singling anyone out. But like all of this like there will come it's a time. someone's fault. There, <laughs> there will come a time where I'm mature and I've got distance, emotional distance. And if we lose, I can look back on that this year and be like, Gloria was so cool. The turnaround was so cool. Jordan Bennington was so cool. Charles yeah. Glenn's run was so cool. It was all, it's all amazing. Please, please. If we lose, please nobody come to me with it. It was such a good run shit. It doesn't matter. You can't do that it immediately. It doesn't matter, and it doesn't matter for several years to me. And I know maybe that's not emotionally mature. I don't care. We've talked before. We've talked, I think we talked a couple episodes ago about how earlier in the season we were openly just like, I have no attachment to anyone on this team. I, right now... I love them all. I want them all to stay forever. We lose tomorrow night, I'm right back to no attachment because we have to win one of these things. We just have to. Like, getting this far Mm. has only shown me how much more we have to do it. And I'm not sure I'll survive another run even (laughs) if we get to it. So just do it tomorrow. Just check the ultimate box. Do it tomorrow so I don't have to argue this summer about how it probably makes more sense to trade Alex Petrangelo. Why it probably Probably makes sense not to sign Pat Maroon. Yes, do it tomorrow so I don't have to talk about why maybe you trade Joel Edmondson or maybe you trade Jaden Schwartz or maybe you trade Braden Shin. Do it tomorrow. You can sign them all forever. You can do exactly what we criticized the Capitals (laughs) for doing last year. I don't care. And I won't care. I will take a 10-year victory lap with this roster. I really will, and I won't care at all. I mean, we'll still be critical. We'll still hate when they lose. All of that, sure. But in the grand scheme of things, if they win tomorrow, every player on this team will just have my eternal affection. Just permanently. Just 100% permanently. 
There's a poster on the wall behind me of the 2006 winning St. Louis Cardinals team. It's the worst roster that's ever won a championship ever in any sport. Honest to God, I believe that. It had, like, baby Albert Pujols, babyer Adam Wainwright, and babyest Yadier Molina, and, like, two other names you've ever heard of. But you know what? All their names are on that poster. They've all got World Series championship rings. And I don't care if it's Randy Flores, now the head scout for the Cardinals, or... Anthony Reyes, who may actually be the head scout for the Cardinals. <laughs> I may have mixed those two. Or Jeff Weaver. Or I remember all these. Preston Wilson. Oh, I don't remember him. Ronnie Velliard. John Rodriguez. I don't care. I don't I don't know what Sammy Blaze's career looks like. I don't know what Zach Sanford's career looks like. I don't know if Ivan Barbashev is a St. Louis Blue in two years, but if they win tomorrow, they're immortals forever in this town. They don't have to pay for shit ever again anywhere they go. So do that. Please, please do that. Just please, just please do that. Please be on a poster in my wall, and don't let it be the other guy who's on a poster in my wall still, who's Yaroslav Halak, because that's what you're talking about. Either all our guys win the cup, or Yaroslav Halak and David Backus win a Stanley Cup without contributing shit to their team in the playoffs. That's the difference. That's the stakes. Thoughts? Yeah, I think the Bruins got it wrapped up. <laughs> oh, no. Right when you said that, I was like, yeah, it seems like the <laughs> I think that's the nail. <laughs> David Backus won't even be on the ice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what makes it worse. I know that's what makes it worse. So much worse. He's going to waddle out in his fucking suit. Oh, God. Ah, <laughs> uh, I can see dimensions and space and time. Yeah, I'm all out of positivity. I'm all out of kind of negativity, I'm all too. I'm out of love. I'm so lost without you. Yeah, we'll be playing that song later. They could just win. They could just lose. We have no more control. Cut your hair. Shave your beards. Print the post-dispatch. It doesn't matter. One team's going to win tomorrow. One team's going to lose tomorrow. There's nothing else to be said. So please, dear God, please, be the team that wins. Let's go Blues. Good times for a change See the look I've had Can make a good man turn bad So please, please, please Let me, let me, let me Let me get what I want this time Haven't had a dream in a long time See the life I've had can make a good man bad So for once in my life 
let me get what I want Lord knows it would be the first time Lord knows it would be the first time 